Sweet Lord, please have mercy. Baby Jesus, please save us. I know I used up my three favors. Back to center like a week later. New car, speed racer, cop a crib, need acres. Most of all, we all need prayer. Come a coming, beware. I don't know where I'm going, but I hope I'm on the right path. Life will hit you with a light jab. Mike Tyson, strike back. You niggas going out, slight sad. Boy, I'm all about my back. New drip, I grab. I just wanna get my life back. There's no complaining on this side. My nigga shit is not tolerated. Cause some niggas off like an operation. Now my team way more consolidated. Sweet presidential, that's inauguration. Cause we cooking crack like Ronald Reagan. Chip on my shoulder, boy, I'm not for waiting. Divine timing took a lot of patience. Now it's time for the takeover. All gas and the brakes slower. Took a trip out to Tokyo. Now I'm here in Paris for the layover. Fuck old niggas, boy, your day's over. You mad at me cause your pay slower. Better nigga, you a shade though. I was just sleeping on a sofa. Now I ride with a pay chauffeur, cause I'm way dope, I better stay sober, I paint pictures, you a Crayola, got a bad bitch and she laid over, she really asked cause she stayed over, I told her that we need to face closure, the smell of money has a great odor, these are things that I prayed over, sweet lord please have mercy, baby Jesus please save us, I know I used up my three favors, back to center like a week later, new car, speed racer, cop a crib, need acres, most of all we all need prayer, karma coming, Beware. I don't know where I'm going, but I hope I'm on the right path. Life to hit you with a light jab. Mike Tyson, strike back. You niggas going out, slight sad. Boy, I'm all about my back. New drip, I grab. I just wanna get my life back. Why cry over spilled milk? If you still feel I'm the real deal. My bitch bad with no ill will. She'll murk a nigga like Kill Bill. Loose lips, sink ships, cam one pink drip. That is my fashion. I'm not really with the high flashing. It's no helping with my bragging. I penetrated. Been the greatest, new house, renovated I got the juice, you eliminated Pussy niggas always instigate Can't fuck me over, boy, I'm too clever That applies all to whoever I'm just here to pursue pleasure Boy, I'm going out like you ever Sweet Lord, please have mercy Baby Jesus, please save us I know I used up my three favors Back to center like a week later New car, speed racer, cop a crib Need acres, most of all, we all need prayer Karma coming, beware I don't know where I'm going, but I hope I'm on the right path. Life to hit you with a light jab. Mike Tyson, strike back. You niggas going out, slight sad. Boy, I'm all about my back. New drip, I grab. I just want to get my life back. Ooh, we'll take it down from there. Oh, my goodness. All right, that was almost three minutes of fire right there from YBN Cordae. That was Have Mercy off of... The recently recently dropped the Lost Boy album, which I've heard a couple tracks from. Pretty damn fire. He's got some good ass cosigns on this one. We got Chance, Anderson Pack, Dollar Sun, Pusha T, Meek Mill. Not bad, not bad. I gotta peep the rest of it. Gotta finish that album, but man, that song went in pretty hard. First time I heard it, I was like, woof. So we'll just spit two verses pretty hard back to back. And I was like, yep, got to play that one on the show. Once again, how's it going? How do you do? And welcome in to the Puro Caballero Show. This is your host, Mario Caballero, a.k.a. the Latino Luke Picard, to be Cote Boss, or the Masapan Don himself. Reporting to you live and direct from Los Angeles, California. How you doing? Man, 
I had to start off with that one. I felt that one, the lyrics, a little bit deeper than just a, a party head nod type shit. And there's been a lot of bullshit going on in the world that we'll definitely address. A lot of losses and a lot of tragedies in a, uh, a lot of different respects. We'll, we'll get into all of it. Uh, we'll really dive deep and break this down. But first off, I guess we'll, we'll uh, give you some contest. Today is August the 7th. And yeah, man, it's reporting to you. It's been a few weeks. This is episode 57. For those who are keeping track, we're just going to keep it moving and grooving. And my goodness, I got to say, the sign of the times, man, sign of the times. Shit is just going crazy for people who've been paying attention. Those last few weeks, it's, uh, a lot has been going down. And, yeah, kind of the world of sports has been a little slow here and there. It's been a little different events. We'll get into a lot of different things that have happened uh, recently. But, yeah. I guess I gotta address the, uh, the the nasalness of my voice today, cause I'm getting over a head cold from the last few days, and I'm not sure exactly how I got it, but I think I know where I got it, which is uh, kind of interesting, cause I actually went to the George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic show last Friday at uh, the Greek. That was pretty cool. We had uh, some tickets up in the, the balcony area, up at top, and, oh, man. Yeah, I just started feeling, like, really congested, like I had, uh, uh, like, allergies. That's what it felt like uh, about, like, two-thirds of the way through the show. But it was cool. It was grooving. Had a good time. Me and my little sister, let Marissa come with. Got to see some old school groove some funk going on i think i joked on twitter that people look like they uh who were there who enjoy also enjoyed the year 1984 <laughs> 83 some old school grooving uh yeah it was a cool it was a mixed crowd it looked like there were some people there who just go to like a lot of the greek shows or a lot of those shows i don't know uh <laughs> some people looking just to be seen we're there to have a good time enjoy the music it's funny, George Clinton is old, old, old. Uh, I think he's, they say he's going to be hanging it up. We'll see. I think they they said this was supposed to be billed as like a reunion tour or a uh, farewell tour. But who knows? These acts, they, they do those. They always like, they'll have like multiple. I think the Rolling Stones have been, have been doing their farewell tour since like 92. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Anyway. We enjoyed the show. They did a lot of medleys. They just like uh, played a lot of the funk sh- funk stuff. So they had a ton of different vocals. I mean, it's like Parliament and the Funkadelic too, the bands. And they had like uh, uh, I think George Clinton's like uh, grandson was like spitting bars. They had like a couple MCs. They had like three or four different guitarists. Um, one dude on drums, another dude on uh, the um, uh, like hitting like the 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 B pad, <laughs> dude on bongos. One guy was playing the uh, tambourine and singing. They had like a whole little backup vocal group on the side, and yeah, they got into it. It was funky. It was groovy. That shit was cool. Old school. 
That was pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, I think I got sick from that because I felt like kind of like shit every day since then. And I'm just kind of starting to feel a little better. Because then that was Friday, Saturday. I kind of tried to tough it out. It was like the coming up on it. And I went for a run and I started to feel a little better afterwards because you kind of like sweat it out. But I was kind of like feeling it later in the day. And then Sunday, it really fucked me up. Yesterday, uh, on Monday, it was another another day where it messed me up too. So just yesterday and today, just kind of finally starting to get over it. But it's still, still kind of lingering. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, man. We'll get right into it. Just want to say rest in peace to Pernell Whitaker, aka Sweet P. Um, one of the greatest defensive boxers of his generation. That dude was a hell of a fighter. Go over some statistics right now for you and kind of put it into context. Uh, let's see. Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker. Yeah, 84 to 2001 is his career. Uh, Let's see here. What's his record looking like? Yeah, struck by a vehicle in Virginia Beach. Pretty tragic, man. Gold in the 84 Olympics. He's a champion of four different weight classes as a pro. He's 55 years old. Damn. He's hit by a vehicle. Oof, that's a rough one. I guess the driver didn't see him. Man, yeah, he was really good. Southpaw, shifty. Wow. Jesus. Uh, 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 uh. Wow. That's that was a sad one. Yeah, that so that was like a couple weeks ago when this happened. Happened on July fifteenth. So yeah, it's been about like two and a half, three weeks since that happened. But uh, damn, that was a freaking tragic, tragic uh, result. In boxing, there's been a lot of tragedies recently. A couple fighters actually dying in the ring. I had this boxer Maxim uh, Dadashev. He had brain surgery after he collapsed. Final loss to this dude, Subriel Matias. And then a few days later in the hospital, he ended up passing away. It's pretty tragic when that happened. Uh, Maxim Dadashev. Hold on, let me look up the info on him too. Damn. Yeah, it's just it's pretty tragic. He, uh... Whew. It's pretty crazy. And he, he died in, like, the... He was trying to continue. I think they, they uh... They threw in the the ring, or they threw in the towel around the 11th, uh, uh, 11th round. This dude wanted to finish it off because he just was taking repeated blows. Wasn't apparently protecting himself. He was just getting pummeled. <sighs> Damn. Died at 28. Severe brain damage. Damn. Russian boxer. So tragic, man. So tragic. Oof. 
Let me see. What was this trainer? Buddy McGirt, that's right. It was Buddy McGirt was his trainer. I mean, that dude's a legend in the in the the fight game. He's been at it forever, so <sighs> I know that's got to be tough on him because he's the one that actually stopped the fight. He told him, and he just was look. He looked out of it, and I've seen the the highlights of him stopping it, and it was just it doesn't look good. And knowing in retrospect, it's just what happened. It's just like, oh, that shit just hits you right in the guts. It's like, man, I can't believe it's just you seeing the the last few moments of. Uh, pretty much a man's life that's just it's kind of tragic for that to happen in boxing and i know that happened on like an espn show i want to say Oof. damn mm. pretty pretty fucking tragic but i mean just a few days later another boxer unfortunately passed away to severe head trauma during a, a fight that ended up being called a draw, this dude, uh, Hugo Santillan. Uh, let me see. Let me look up this whole. Yeah, this dude was 23 years old, even younger. He's from Argentina. Oof. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Jesus. It's a super lightweight. Had a record of 19-6-2. Eight wins by knockout. I want to say... Damn. Snow started bleeding in the fourth. Uh, let's see. His face was all bloody. He fainted while the result was being announced. He had kidney failure as soon as he got to the hospital. And he did not come out of the coma. Damn. Swelling of the brain, never recovered consciousness, and it worsened until affected the function of the rest of his organs. Damn. Wow. Mm. Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's a rough one. That's a fucking rough one. So yeah, two boxers in in the a week, and that's just that's tragic. That's the risk of the sport. People are going to put their life on the line to go out there and win, and it's, oof. That's <sighs> rough. That's the one thing, I guess, about MMA is that people say it's uh, the real tragic injuries like that. They don't happen as much because they stop uh, the fight immediately. It's the repeated repetitive head trauma that apparently is, like, the most damaging that's why a lot of people say it's the the alignment or the the football players who like constantly have uh repetitive hits like the safeties the the fullbacks running backs those dudes consistently have like thumps bang 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 and it's just repetitive over and over again <laughs> yeah man because boxing you can get knocked down and you just get a standing eight a standing eight count come right back keep taking punishment when you see guys just wobbly when you know it's like oof it's kind of shaky but the thing is you've seen fighters come back and win from that so yeah it's a it's a rough one because i don't know it's 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 partially the the ref's uh 
job to make sure and protect the fighters and not put them in any harm's way. But if the fighter's willing to push himself that far, then it's like, how much of a blame can you put on the refs for that? Partially, it's the trainers as well have to withhold hold that from the fighter, and that's what Buddy McGregor eventually did, but it's like, obviously he feels bad, and he wants to, if he would do it again, he definitely would, would be looking for signs sooner, but you, you, it's hard to second-guess a guy who has that, that much experience as a fighter, as a trainer as well. I mean, that dude's been around. So, I mean, knowing his reputation and everything, you would say you can't put it on him. And ultimately, that's a rough one. That's the potential risk of the sport, man. Potential risk of the sport, and this is pretty tragic. Uh, uh, Anyway, I guess moving on to lighter news over here. Talk about Oklahoma City Thunder. That was a recent news uh, report saying that they, their staff was getting death threats because they traded their two best, best players in the same offseason. And, uh, yeah, basically uh, blew up the team, I guess. So apparently a lot of local fans have been giving them death threats via emails and stuff like that, social media. But, uh, yeah, I think ultimately they'll be fine. That's just it's some bullshit. But they'll be all right. They'll they'll make it. They got a shit ton of picks for what they got. So, and they still got Chris Paul to potentially flip somewhere. Oh man, getting fucking uh, all kind of uh, congested right now. Now that I'm fucking trying to get on the mic all day, I was looking, I was sounding all right. Alright, we'll go to the next next topic. Uh, we're just going to kind of try to move on through. Because qu- I got a shit ton of shit to fucking get up, get through. Um, yeah, oh yeah, Tim Duncan got hired as assistant for the for the Spurs as a coach. That'll be very interesting. Greg Popovich has been making a bunch of jokes. He's making the rounds as the uh, Team USA head coach. Uh, which is going to be interesting, to say the least. I know, like, Steve Kerr is one of his top assistants, but... Uh, you know, pop there. We'll see how uh, what kind of brand of basketball the Team USA ends up playing. So yeah, but they hired Timmy as an assistant. Apparently, they were trying to get Manu back too in the fold. Uh, seeing Tim Duncan on the sideline will be interesting. Seeing him have to wear a suit will be interesting too. We'll see how he tries to get around that because he has some uh, interesting outfits. <laughs> he was. Uh, playing in the NBA before they had the dress code they just let dudes rock whatever this fool would come in in like the craziest looking getups. <laughs> oh man so that'll, that'll be interesting we'll see if he uh, gets ejected for laughing on the bench <laughs> we'll see if that'll be a possibility so it happened when he was a, a fucking player man what the fuck anywho on to the next one talk about the rookie Zion Williamson Signs the largest ever rookie shoe deal. And he signed it with Jordan Brand. And not Nike proper. Signed under Jordan, the, the Jordan wing. But apparently the most lucrative ever for a rookie. That's pretty, pretty hefty. Because LeBron got, I want to say, $90 million from Nike over a 10-year period or something like that for rocking his shoe. And they re-upped him like midway through it and gave him a bigger chunk because he was worth it and he was just his shoes were flying off the shelf so 
we'll see what Zion could do because traditionally it's been the the guard type players who've sold sneakers. But who knows? A dude of his nature, I mean Barkley sold some sneakers. I don't know how successful compared to like the, the penny lines or or the obviously MJ still reigning as king. I'm trying to think who else had headlines. Shaq was with Reebok for a stretch. And started his own Shaq brand. Sell it at Payless. <laughs> Had a, like a pair or two of those. Shits came apart in a couple months. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so we'll see what Zion can do. And see how uh, Jordan brand hooks him up. Because Jordan, they haven't really established players under their wing to have their own distinct brand of shoe. I mean, D-Wade was under Jordan Brand. Um, Russell Westbrook currently is under Jordan Brand. And they've been trying to give Russ, like, his old shoe and stuff. But I don't know. Hasn't been the most popping, I guess. Uh, Yeah, man. We'll see what happens with that. I wonder how much the total is because they didn't release it. The the financials I don't want to I don't want to say let me let me look to see if it might have been released since then. Zion Williamson shoe deal shoe size nope shoe deal Jordan could get a signature shoe as soon as twenty twenty. Damn. Damn 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 damn. By the all-star break 75 over 5 okay damn that's a lot of money dog alright so I think they were doing the annual projections 75. that's 15 a year so LeBron's gonna make 9 to start off with this dude's getting 15 damn that's that's pretty fucking baller not gonna lie we'll see what this dude can do with the Pelicans man we'll see if they can make him fly fly Pelican fly Pelican but in other news, in uh, the world of sneakers, the young prospect, R.J. Hampton, who decided not to go to college and to go play in Australia professionally for a year before going to the NBA, signs a five-year deal with Li Ning, another, a Chinese sneaker brand, which have been on the come-up. They've been signing a lot of dudes to big contracts as of late. I know. Clay's on there. Let me see here. RJ Hampton. Shoe deal. What's his shoe deal? Looking like. Five year deal. Uh, What's the fucking financials? Yeah. Oh, it has a bunch of uh, razors in the claws. So it's saying if drafted. Let's see. Okay, it's not known. It'd be historic value if he becomes a top 10 pick next June. It'll become the richest Chinese shoe deal ever signed by a rookie. Would have made him one of the four highest earning players in this year's 2019 draft. Damn. Yeah, man. So they had D-Wade. They also have C.J. McCollum. That's who they have. I'm sorry. I think Anta has Clay Thompson. 
Yeah, Li Ning is one of the biggest ones in China. Right now, he's in the number five prospect. He could have went to Kansas, Memphis, and Texas Tech. Uh, but yeah, so he's decided to go that route. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess Terrence Ferguson also did that. Uh, but he didn't have he had eligibility issues. This was like more of a uh, an fu to the whole college system of like I want to get paid to go do this, and they're willing to go pay me to do it. So fuck it. And this dude got a fatty shoe deal. That's fucking crazy. That's betting on yourself and winning. (coughs) 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 Excuse me. Instead of letting uh, the companies make a bunch of money. Apparently Adidas, Puma, were after him too. Like Nike. Oh boy. Alright, speaking of China and basketball... World Cup of Basketball happening this summer coming up. And unfortunately, a lot of All-Stars dropping out of competition, man. A lot of these dudes are primetime players from a lot of countries. Not even just the U.S. are not even playing. Uh, from the U.S. side, man, there's a ton of people who, who aren't playing. Uh can kind of go over the roster in a second. But I'm thinking even uh, Ben Simmons not playing. Giannis is playing. Those younger brothers aren't. But uh, uh, I'm trying to think who else skipped out of here. There's a couple guys. There's a couple other guys. I know Andrew. Oh, Team Canada has Andrew Wiggins. So did uh, um, Jamal Murray. I think they're best player, in my opinion. And also not playing. But, yeah, Team USA. A lot of dudes ended up dropping out, man. Let's see. Uh, team USA. I don't think they've had the 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 final uh, uh, roster yet. A lot of Boston players and all Kuzma's in the mix. Let's see. People were predict predicting who who should make it and who shouldn't. Let's see. This is the pool to choose from right now. Chris Middleton, Kyle Kuzma, Miles Turner, Brooke Lopez, Bam Adebayo, Mason Plumlee, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Marcus Smart, Harrison Barnes, Thad Young, De'Aaron Fox, who just got added recently, Kyle Lowry, Joe Harris, Jalen Brown, and P.J. Tucker. So, of that group, there's still four cuts to be made. All right, let's see. We'll see how this looks, because a lot of people are saying this is going to be the the least talented Team USA that they put out there in a minute. So we'll see. We'll see how it happens, how it breaks down. Yeah, a lot of turnover between this team and the the last uh, few that played in big competition. No James Harden, no Russell Westbrook, no Paul George, no Kevin Durant, obviously he's hurt. No Klay Thompson, he's hurt also. No Steph, uh, no Boogie for multiple reasons. Uh, but yeah, man, I think they got they got still got some all stars. They still can do some things. Uh, you would think Kemba Walker would be one of the the highlights. You think Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell would be in the mix. Maybe Tatum and Middleton for the wings. Um, Brooke Lopez, I would say, would be an interesting pick. He's a, a floor spacer at the five, and. Uh, Maybe Miles Turner as well. I haven't seen too much of Turner 
because he came on strong his first year, active big man. I think last year's numbers maybe weren't as good, but I don't know. I didn't see his per numbers just because he's splitting time with Sabonis, and Sabonis had some good good production as well. So maybe his raw numbers weren't as good, but maybe he his averages were still as, as the same. I'm not really sure. <clears throat> or how his like, shooting has maybe improved. So... I don't know, man. I do. I'm really rooting for De'Aaron Fox to make this team, man. He is uh, a fire plug, and he is fast as hell. That's gonna be, uh, I think, a good decision if he makes it. There's a couple dudes who are in the mix. I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovic playing for the Serbian national team. That's gonna be a good squad. They got Nikola Mirotic. They got uh, uh, Boban Marjanovic. They also have. Um, What's his name from Denver? Nikola Jokic. Um, oh, Milos Teodosic. <laughs> Damn. Look how uh, worldly I am. Uh, yeah, I think that's their starting five, man. I don't know if Jokic going to be playing the four. That's going to be a lumber in number four. Big motherfucker. They might have to bring Boban off the bench. Uh, any event. They have, a, I think, another dude who's... Another couple dudes who are like either about to be drafted or are currently have like the ownership rights by one of the NBA teams and uh, we'll see if they'll come over let's see who also might make the cut I think Jalen Brown has a good chance to make the cut Bam at a bio let's see what he does apparently he's been killing but who knows who knows if he'll make it uh let me see. Marcus Smart. He might be a good spark plug off the bench if you need defense and energy. Because he's that type of player. But he's like up up and down on offense. He's like the definition of up and down. Uh, I don't know if... I wouldn't take Plumlee. I probably wouldn't take that young. I would take Joe Harris. Maybe. Maybe. Good shooting. He can spread the court. Kuzma, he seems kind of redundant for a lot of the dudes that are that are there. They're my, I like better versions of Kuzma. Um, yeah, Plumlee, I don't think so. I think Adebayo better than Plumlee. I'd say, who else? Then you'd have maybe P.J. Tucker, Harrison Barnes between those two. Mm, I think Tucker probably, I would take Tucker over him. He's more of a physical guy, real low center of gravity. Can play up a position. I think a little bit more fluidly than Harrison. Although Barnes is bigger, they might uh, be uh, looking for that. So if Bam doesn't make it, or if Miles Turner don't make it, then I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna play it. Ooh, excuse me. Harrison or PJ Tucker. That might be the last spot on the roster. I hope De'Aaron Fox make it. That that would be fucking dope. I'm gonna have to get Team USA jersey if that that shit happens. I really do. I'm hoping for him. Let me see when they have to make a decision. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see. When do they have to to miss a projecting? Let's see. 
Alright, I can't figure out when the decision... Oh, August 17th, boom. He's got 10 days, Greg Popovich, to make a decision on this roster. They play their first game uh, August 31st, or that's when it begins. I got low battery, so this shit might die, so we're going to figure it out. Um, So, yeah. Team USA, apparently, yeah, to me, it looks like one of the weaker rosters that they've had. I don't know, Barnes, I guess, technically would be the only guy from the 2016 World uh, Olympics. Yeah, Olympic team that last uh, competed. So we'll see. We'll see for how long. We'll see how many of the Celtics make it. It might be four of them, maybe just three. I think Kemba, Tatum... And uh, Brown, our locks. Smart is on the bubble. He might be on the bubble with P.J. Tucker, Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox. I think those are kind of bubble guys. Bam, out of bio, depending on how the roster they want to move around with it. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, man, I mean, not a, no Damian Lillard, no, no Kevin Love, no C.J. Uh, McCollum, no James Harden. No Bradley Beal, Tobias Harris, J.J. Redick. Yeah. So we'll see. I guess Kuzma's on that bubble, too. We'll see if he he makes it. I'm happy for De'Aaron. That'd be fucking dope, man. That'd be fucking dope. All right. We'll move on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, they're, or, or we'll talk about competition, I guess, man, because there's, there's some good... Uh, let me see what Team USA... Let's see, uh, Basketball World Cup. Basketball. Nope, oh, Basketball. World Cup. Bam. From August 31st to September 15th. Let's see. Let's look at the groups. Let's look at the motherfucking groups. Group A, Cote d'Ivoire, Poland, Venezuela, and China. Hmm, say Poland and China. We'll probably advance there. Group B, Russia, Argentina, Korea, Nigeria. Don't sleep on the Nigerians. Russia also has some uh, solid players. Argentina, on the old side for a lot of their dudes. I don't even know who's left on their roster. Still doing it. Carlos Delfino, maybe. Spain, they are not. They don't have Marcus Gasol. They don't have Ibaka. I want to say they still have Ricky Rubio and a few other guys. Um, no Powell. Rudy Hernan Gomez. There's still other guys. They still got other guys. They have Iran and Puerto Rico and Tunisia in their group. Uh, Puerto Rico has given teams fits in the past. We'll see what they got. Uh, group D, Angola, Philippines, Italy, and Serbia. Um... The Filipinos, they love basketball, man. They're just a short peoples. So, they're, well, Serbia, I think, is that definitely a favorite in that one. Serbia's solid. I told told y'all the roster earlier. We got a uh, Turkish team, known as Cantor. Hey, hey, political craziness over there. Czech Republic, U.S., and Japan. So, yep, U.S., favorite there. Greece, New Z- with Giannis, New Zealand. Uh, I don't know if uh, freaking Aquaman's playing. Uh, 
Steven Adams for New Zealand. Brazil, I wonder if Thiago Splitter, Nene, possibly. Montenegro. Oh, they had one dude, Pero Antic. It's the only, only dude. I, I think he's from Montenegro. No, he might be from somewhere else. He might be from somewhere else. Uh, Group G, though. Dominican Republic, France, Germany, Jordan. France and Germany going to battle that one out. Group A should be a, a tough one, though. Canada, Senegal, Lithuania, and Australia. Those are four solid teams right there, actually. Because Canada been coming up with young-ass talent. Still, they didn't have Wiggins. They're not going to have uh, Jamal Murray. So, they're missing some pieces. Uh, but yeah, Senegal can take a team down. They might not advance. The Australia team has talent. Lithuania also still has talent. They've been a perennial com- uh, competitor to the U.S. Kind of on that second run. They've beaten them before. Um, but the Aussies, they've been on the come up. You know, Patty Mills. Although, no Ben Simmons. He would have been a nice addition for them. And... Uh, I think Aaron Baines going to be playing. Um, Joe Ingles. So they got NBA talent. We'll see. We shall see. We'll come in uh, the medal. The medal rounds for that one. Boom, boom, boom. Bang, bang, bang. All right. Damn, I'm expecting this fucking thing to, to die on me any second. And it's still going. It's just like the... It keeps on chugging along. Slow battery thing been flashing for many minutes. All right, we'll keep go, keep it moving. Once again, another tragic loss of life. Rest in peace to the one great Raiders deep threat from the seventies, eighties. Number twenty one, Cliff Branch. That dude was pretty spectacular back in the day in the silver and black, and passed away just a few days ago. And yeah, condolences to the Cliff, uh, to the Branch family. How did he pass away? Let's see. Cliff Branch, boom. Damn, he he was uh, he said, damn, he was seventy one. Passed in his hotel room in Arizona. Natural causes. Damn, five eleven, one seventy. One of his fastest players, 72 to 85. Damn. Whole career played in the the Raiders. Oof. All pro from 74 to 76. Made four Pro Bowls. Ooh. A lot of people thought he should have made the, the Hall of Fame. 67 touchdowns through the air. Led the league in touchdown receptions in 74 with 13 and 76 with 12. Had a league high, 1,092 yards, receiving in 74. These numbers are, like, not as impre- as impressive as back in the, as uh, current passing stats because teams didn't pass that much back in the day, but dude, dude could fly. He had 500-run catches, career, 17.3 yards per catch. Whew. As a target for three of the top quarterbacks is there, Daryl LaMonica, Ken Stabler, and Jim Plunkett. Wow. Okay. That's he's five yards off of the career average of uh, receiving, like yards per catch. Homer Jones of the Giants and the Cleveland Browns with twenty two point two six. He had one of seventeen point three. Damn, that's close. That's a gr- crazy average, man, per reception. He had one thousand two hundred eighty nine yards receiving in the postseason. 
The Raiders won Super Bowls after the 76, 80, and 83 season. Damn, so... Was he a part of every single one of them? Yes, he was. Damn. Raider through and through. All three Super Bowls, man. Three, 14 catches, 181 yards, and three touchdowns in the champ all the in the in the Super Bowl games. Damn. That's fucking legendary. I haven't won a Super Bowl since, man. Only five players in the franchise history are part of all three. Fuck man. Damn. At age thirty five he tied the record with a ninety nine yard touchdown catch in the regular season. Whew. Third amongst Raiders pass catchers and receiving uh, tying Tim Brown and Blitnikoff for Hall of Famers. Dude should be in the fucking hall, man. That's a fucking ridiculous amount of stats. Woo. Damn. Damn, 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 damn. Ultimate deep threat, dude. R.I.P. to Cliff, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. He should have uh, made the Hall of Fame. Sad that he's he might have a chance to make it now, posthumously. Whew, man. R I P, R I P. But yeah, I guess that'll lead us to uh, a new discussion about the current deep threats on the team. Antonio Brown making his presence felt on Hard Knocks last night. Got to see that for the first time. That was pretty cool. Um, episode number one. I thought it was a pretty good one. Got to see Gruden talk shit, and and uh, he gave a crazy good speech in the opening one. I saw that they leaked it on like Instagram or YouTube earlier. Ooh, I'm tired of dreams. I'm tired of fucking dreams. I'm talking about goddamn nightmares. <laughs> what did he say? Say some shit like that. I was like, woof. Made me want to go fucking run through a wall for the Raiders. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so got me all pumped up. He's like, you got dreams of making the NFL. I got dreams of winning a Super Bowl. You got dreams of this. You got dreams of that. I'm tired of fucking dreams. It's time to make some nightmares. <laughs> this is football. You're going to uh, be the reason uh, somebody doesn't get a job. Somebody doesn't do this. Somebody doesn't do that. I was like, damn, this will coming at it. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, Hard Knocks had some uh, some pretty good moments. Yeah, Antonio Brown coming in on a blimp, but then not practicing. Just running around a little bit. We'll get into that in a second, but damn. He had mysterious foot ailments. He posted pictures of his feet before. This fool. Mm, crazy. <laughs> it's a clip from the show Sting like AB He rode in on a freaking hot air balloon To uh First day of uh Mini camp Or to Camp Regular camp 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 Dude Jonathan Abram That dude was fucking funny though A rookie Rookie safety I think he's got a chance to be To be solid I'm I'm excited for him It's him Josh Jacobs Clellan Farrell the top three players for uh, the Raiders this season. They got a chance to be impact dudes, man. I mean, that's what they drafted them up there for. So they better uh, come through to a certain degree. So 
I'm rooting for them. I hope they fucking do good. But man, Jonathan a- uh, Abrams, that that fool's country is a motherfucker. <laughs> that fool's funny. This fool's riding horses with Clem Farrell, teaching him how to, uh, um, you know, control the horse and and slow him down, controls direction, left to right, and all that stuff. It's pretty funny. Oh, Farrell, big old dude. This fool Abram really talking horses <laughs> to the to the trainers out there. This fool's funny. They went out to dinner too later in the episode, and Derek Carr was buying all all the rookies dinner. And this fool Aaron was talking talking about this fool's money, man. He's like, "Ooh, you got one hundred twenty million dollars, one hundred twenty million dollars, one hundred twenty million dollars." Because like <laughs> he kept talking about that shit. You rich? He's like, "Yeah, man. My kids only my grandkids don't even have to work or some shit like that." And he's just like, "But I'm still gonna make them work." And Jonathan Aaron was like, "Yeah, but if I was your kids, I'd I'd be counting up all the dollars. Be like, I'm straight." <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah, man. He's like, country's a motherfucker. It's funny as fuck. He's like, how you say this right here? Is it is it salmon or salmon? I call it salmon. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. This was funny. Derek Carr quoted the episode. It's just like, never change, dude. Be you. Never change. <laughs> oh, shit. That shit was fucking funny to me. Uh, this fool, and then this fool got chewed out from Gruden because he was going too hard on like the uh, the non-pad uh, days in practice. He knocked over Luke Wilson, one of the tight ends, who's got like the craziest hair <laughs> uh, on the team. I hope he makes it. <laughs> um, yeah, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, that dude, uh, solid player. He uh, got knocked over in practice and was like started talking shit back to him and Gruden had to calm him down and he was kind of like up and down and was listening to him kind of wasn't and it was just like all right whatever yeah okay sure all right what but you want me to it's not my fault he, he was there and he was Gruden was just like nah you gotta listen to me man you're hurting it like this is we're on the same team dog you can't be fucking you know you gotta chill do that on Sunday leave it for Sundays leave it for Sunday he kept telling him oh man yes he seems exciting that was pretty cool uh, what else happened in the episode? Uh, oh, yeah, we had the last chance you could do, uh, Ronald Ollie. I haven't watched that show, but I've seen a couple clips from him, and that fool was just acting a fool pretty much on the show, and he had a reputation. So they were talking about him. He was on the, the D-line, <laughs> and he was hitting the pads for a few days. He had a foot injury, and then he, uh, he you know, subbed himself out, and then apparently he skipped a, a, a meeting with the trainer, like, the next morning. And the coaches called him out, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He was like, "Oh, I don't know." And word got to Gruden. Gruden cut him middle of the day. They signed Ethan Westbrook, who used to be of the Rams, like last year, a couple years. Pretty crazy. <laughs> and then they had a bunch of celebs. That Easy came through, said, "What's up to Abrams?" And then Guy Fieri came through. He was talking with all the big boys, man. He was talking with the linemen. <laughs> it was funny. Somebody was like, Richie Incognito pointed him out. And he's just like, somebody pointed him out to, to Richie. And he's like, oh, that's my dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, that'd be crazy. Uh, Richie's on the team, man. That's fucking nuts. Him and, <laughs> I saw him and uh, Antonio were dapping it up when, when AB came back to practice. He was running around a little bit. He's still been like, off and on, I don't think he uh, he's come back. But they announced just like today, this morning, that the reason why he couldn't fucking practice is because he had his feet were frostbitten in the cryogenic chamber. And I've heard some stories 
mostly on the Rogan show because that that's uh, the most where I'd be hearing people talk about cryogenic chambers and all this stuff like that. I think what happened is like you can't you have to have a clean pair of socks when you go in there because if you work out and you go in there um, with damp socks, it can give you frostbite on your toes and your feet, and that's apparently what happened to his toes and the bottom of his feet because it was looking nasty the pictures that i saw oof yeah he didn't have proper footwear it says incident occurred in france before training camp damn shit now he's day-to-day um hmm. he was on the non-football injury list with a sore feet prior uh yeah i'm disappointed too that's what uh gruden said Gotta have that new toy, man. Freaking crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. AB's gonna be AB. I don't know whose fault is that, though. Who do you put that on? Is it, I put it on him. I gotta put it on, like, I don't know who the fuck the technician is in France. Whoever his trainer was. Thought it was cool. This dude takes everything to the extreme. He just goes hard as fuck. That's what he does. He trains hard as fuck. Like, he can't go half speed. He goes full speed. From the clips, it looked like he's still in good shape. He's still got the explosion. He's caught some passes, but he's just been day-to-day, in and out, in and out, in and out. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll move on. Other NFL news. No suspension for Tyreek Kill for what uh his... uh. Allegations that happen. Let's see, Tyreek Hill. Allegations. Audio. What was the audio looking like? Uh, oh, yeah, so he has some audio. He denied domestic violence. Alright, folks, sorry for the brief delays. Batteries died. I had to go get some at the store. But we back now. And yeah, man, I'll say that White BN Corday, that album pretty good, man. I'll be listening to listen to the first half of that shit on the way over and on the way back. Where was we talking about? We were in the world of NFL football. No suspension for Tyree Kell, as we mentioned before. There was some <clears throat> audio that got released that was pretty controversial. And yeah, man, um, he was like denying a lot of. Uh, the domestic violence uh, assault um, our accusations that his fiancee Crystal Espinal had um, I guess gone through or potentially gone through horrible situation he got off the Chiefs were like <clears throat> welcomed him back to the team and yeah man a lot of some people were saying that they need to punish them and at the moment, looks like he's getting off scot free. So, something did happen. That's crazy, and he'll probably get suspended later on. But I'm a, I'm obviously on the hater end of this portion just because, uh, uh, yeah, he be playing for Kansas City, and I guess that's like the second marquee player that they have that's kind of gone through some issues with that because I know they dropped the uh, the running back that they had um, went to freaking Cleveland. What's his name? Oh, 
shit. Uh, Cleveland. Let me see. Cleveland. Nope. Cleveland. Cleveland. Running backs. Let's see. Kareem Hunt. That fool. Yeah, because he, like, kicked that chick for... And he, like, pushed that chick, whatever. Allegedly, she said some racist shit, but... In any event, that dude, he's hella good. He's hella fast, so... Yeah. I don't want... I don't wish nothing on nobody, but... Sucks if he did do some shit. Anyway, on to the next topic. Um, Former NFL... What was he? Fullback, I guess. <clears throat> Merrill Hodge he ends up suing the company uh, that made Roundup, Monsanto, paired company, uh, or the owner, for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer that he suffered, I believe, a um, decade ago or something like that. He's suing them because he believes that the even with the proper treatment of using Roundup chemicals on the farms that he worked at growing up, he still got that cancer as a direct result. So that's what he's suing him for. And, yeah, man, there's a lot of uh, credence to his side because there's been some other cases recently that have gone for the the plaintiffs uh, uh, on their side suing the companies uh, for, you know, getting sick. I know they've, they've poisoned super... Um, I think they've been accused of poisoning water supplies in certain communities uh like factories where it's created and yeah man the stuff not good not good for the environment so um devastating obviously for him to having to go through that that uh, trauma of having to suffer through cancer treatment chemotherapy and all that stuff that he did uh just for um as a direct result of something some malfeasance or some negligence that uh um or minimization of risk that uh wasn't fully explained or the you know what i'm talking about the goddamn company didn't say the shit that it should have said that's what i'm trying to say so yeah man best of luck on that that uh that court case but there's there's been a couple recent that like people have won big old sums like millions of dollars so i'm assuming that he'll you know pursue the proper channels and end up taking a big lump sum at some point so best of luck to you merrill hodge um moving on into the world of baseball i saw dwight gooden unfortunately got a second dui in like a month and a half about six weeks or so so he's had a substance abuse issues him and doc gooden and they've been uh Doc Gooden and uh, Daryl Strawberry, excuse me. They both had their substance abuse issues. Shout out to Theo Vaughn talking about the time he met uh, Daryl. <laughs> Off a cocaine bender. <laughs> that shit was fucking crazy. Oh, man. Second DUI in six weeks. That's pretty game crazy. It's a sad, sad situation for him. I wish him the best. I hope he uh, is able to conquer his demons keep things moving in his life and uh put he's able to put it behind him so yeah he's uh it's a product of the 80s man that shit was crazy they're going going wild in new york city let's see 
Um, another baseball news, I'm only paying attention to the A's and to the Giants. Giants traded a lot of their closers, or not their closers, but their bullpen uh, towards the All-Star break. It was, uh, they were on a crazy run, man. They went from, like, being really out of it to, like, almost, you know, getting kind of in contention, you know? And if we look at the standings currently... Let's look at the National League. Giants are in third place. They are... Oh, a good 20 games back of the Dodgers. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Freaking LA's been killing. Well, if you look at the wild card race, they're in fifth currently. They're only four games back of the last team, the Phillies. So they're still in striking distance. We'll see if they can make uh, make a little push at the end of the season. Right now, they, they, they dropped a few games recently, but... They went on a crazy streak. They were, uh, let's see, schedule. Yeah. They just lost three in a row to the Nats, unfortunately. Lost again today. Dropped the series to the Rockies and to the Phillies. So prior to that, though, they had a uh, two out of three out of San Diego, two out of three from the Cubs, three out of four from the Mets, swept the Rockies. Two out of three from the Brewers. Two out of three from St. Louis. And swept the Padres. So they, July was good for them. August has been slow so far. So still only four games back. It's kind of interesting. I was more expecting them to kind of tail off and not creep around in contention there. But, you know, they, they got a little streak. So we'll see if they can get another hot streak. It is August now. We got maybe a month and a half to go. So it's kind of the crunch, uh, uh, the crunch of the season, the, the the end of it. The dog days of summer. And playoff baseball. So if you look at the wild card on the, the AL side, well, first off, the A's by statistically closer <laughs> half as close but only 10 games back of Houston but Houston's killing this season too man they just picked up Grinky at the all-star break yeah, that was a big big shocker people didn't expect him to be on the move or be available and they give up some uh, some prospects for him so now they got Garrett Cole Verlander and Grinky as their 1-2-3 that's going to be tough in the playoffs and their lineup's still really potent so um, but if you look at the wild card Right now, Cleveland is the number one team. Tampa, number two. A's are the third team. So the first team out of it, they're only half game back. So the Rays are right there. Uh, Red Sox, they, they've uh, fallen a little bit. They're six games back now. That's going to take them a bit of a push to make it. Right now, Minnesota, Houston, Yankees. Yankees and... The Strohs have the same amount of wins. Astros have one more loss. So, therefore, they're number two. So, let me see here. So, that means the Twinkies. Yeah, Twinkies have like a two-game lead on the Tribe. And Oh, yeah, for the National League, the team's in there right now. The Nationals and the Phillies. So, Nationals a game and a half up. So, damn, those, those last couple series... Pretty big for the Giants, man. 
uh, unfortunately. So, wow, looking at it, the Brewers are, are a half game out. The Mets are a game out. Cardinals are a game out. Diamondbacks two and a half out. Reds four and a half out. Damn. Padres seven back. They're looking out of it. So, yeah, the Yankees, Astros, and Dyers, I will say, are right now looking like the teams to beat. Those three teams, I think, are clear and above ahead of everybody else. In my honest opinion. I mean, Braves are doing good. Cubs are doing all right, too, but... They're still close in their divisions, so. And playoff baseball is always completely different. Fluky shit happens. Matchups, hot pitchers, cold bats. Things happen. Things happen in the playoffs where you're like, look back on it, you're like, wow, what the fuck? Uh, I guess it's just playoffs in general. So, anyway, that'll be exciting. We'll see how that goes. Let's go to the world of football. Uh Saw a statistic look like racism was up forty three percent in English football. Faith based discrimination up seventy five percent. You know that's anti Muslim shit out there in the UK. That's a there's a strong sentiment of that going around in a lot of the rural uh, parts of England, from what I've read and what I've seen. But very unfortunate. I know there were some high profile cases we talked about on the show prior. The English national team even on the. Uh, international friendly trip. I think I want to say Montenegro or something like that. They uh, they experienced some of that. It's like monkey chance every time the black players touch a ball and shit. I was like, that shit's fucking crazy. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's gotta that's gotta change, man. That changed from the people, not from through the people like in sports. It's like it's the people's perspective outside of sports too. So they bring that the preconceived notions to the the stands to break the people on the pitch the players so sad sad to see bad statistics man it's like a lot of the extremist like views are gaining traction in in, in steam here in um, our Lord's year 2019 alright we'll move on to the transfer news there's been a couple Big money moves that have happened recently. Harry Maguire over to Man United. I want to say 80 million pounds, euros, somewhere around there. Huge move for the dude with the huge head. Uh, I guess right now considered the best center back on the English national team. And, yeah, it's looking to try to anchor that that back line for Man U that hasn't really had a solid player there for a few years. I would say. I'm trying to remember. What's his name? Um, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Freaking Rio Ferdinand. That dude was solid for years. Years and years and years. So, yeah. They got Maguire now, though. Uh, yeah. 80 million. Bang, bang. Uh He's going to compete with, uh, I guess, Van Dyke. He's recently signed on, or no, Liverpool, and then also uh, Delete. Or Delete. Delete. He was on Ajax, just went over to Juve 
for a huge, huge amount of money. Uh, 67.5 million euros. So, yeah, man, these defenders drawn big money contracts. Crazy. Or man, you trying to compete to get into that top four. It's going to be tough, man. Liverpool still loaded. Man, City even more loaded. They made a move. They got a swap, basically. Cancelo. They picked him up from Juve. So they got, a, I guess, technically a better right back. This is Danilo. He wasn't really playing much. It's more Kyle Walker. So I'll have more flexibility. Apparently, they're thinking maybe Cancelo play on the left side for City. But Danilo comes back to Juve. Um, higher value valuation for Cancelo than for Ju- for Danilo. So Juve, I guess, saves a little money in this move. Uh, also still gets a player that could play potentially for them on the right side there. Um, let's see. Uh, what else we have here? But yeah, it's going to be tough, man. City still loaded. Liverpool loaded. Spurs making some big moves. They got Paulo Diabala. From Juve as well. Let's see how much he got for Paulo Diabala. Di Paulo spelled Paulo wrong. Uh, Let's see here. All right. So apparently it's not official. I think they're working on uh, the contract information. Um. Yeah, man. Let's see. But it looks like Spurs are linked with him at the moment. And let's see. So no valuation, I guess, on that. Apparently, David Luiz is talking about him going to Arsenal. Nah, but Spurs got, uh, um, let's see, Spurs transfer. Boom. <laughs> let's see. Ah, So it looks like Diabala might have... Uh, uh, shot down that transfer there. And, yeah, so it looks like he's still considering Inter Milan and and uh, PSG, I guess. Inter just picked up Lukaku from uh, Man U, so they took one striker down. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see here. Yeah, apparently uh, Diabala didn't want to go to the Premier League, so that's why he denied a, a move to Manchester United. I think Coutinho's also in the running for uh, possibly Spurs, I guess. That would make sense if they don't get Diabala because it seems like they kind of play similar roles midfield, but then they attack as well. Uh, Coutinho has more experience playing more on the wings, but they already got the wings pretty much covered already with Harry Kane. Or, I mean, uh, Son Heung-min and uh, Lucas Moura as well as Dele Ali. But then Harry Kane up top. They got uh, Dombele, Tanguy Dombele from uh, Lyon. So they finally splashing a little bit here. And Arsenal got that... Uh, uh, Why can't I spell... They got, uh, what's his name? Pepe. Who's from Lille? 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 I don't know. It's freaking freaky deaky French. And. Yeah, man. That's what, uh. 
the news there is looks like so he joins uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang and Alexander Lacassette. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Arsenal. Pepe. Douche. Nicolas Pepe. From Ivory Coast. Yeah, he just... I think he had the biggest chance for from a player from Africa. Uh, yeah, let's see. Club record signing. So, yeah. Look at that, look at that, look at that. A lot of teams competing in the EPL, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We'll see if Coutinho ends up somewhere. It's just all player movement in soccer. is pretty ridiculous, man. Pretty freaking ridiculous. Let's see what other ones that I know down here. Oh, um... Why did I click Harry Kane? It's Gareth Bale. He had a uh, a move set up for him to go to the Chinese Super League. And that shit fell the fuck through. So he's still pouting on Real Madrid's bench. Uh, mostly because uh, Zidane's back in control. And they had beef, man. They had big beef when uh, they were together. They could never see eye to eye. Bale never, I guess, was able to keep that consistent play. So that was always uh, frustrating on his part. But he had great, great big moments. Obviously, the bicycle kick in the Champions League, that pretty much sealed the, the win for them two years ago. That was freaking ridiculous. That was freaking crazy. Freaking crazy. Oh, man. So we'll see what happens with him. We'll see if he, he gets moved on or if we all just, like, hold on to him. That's the the tough part of going to Real, man. It's uh, it's the highest of highs, but it could be frustrating if things don't work out right for you, which is uh, where he's at, the boat he's in right now. All right, moving on. Get into a little bit, I guess, uh, UFC breakdowns. How about Chris Cyborg getting released from the UFC? She beat this chick up, uh, got a d- decision victory last uh, last fight. It was the last fight on the contract. And she said, yeah, the only way that uh, she she wanted, like, uh, uh, an apology from Dana White. She was in a post, post-fight press conference because she said she, said she felt disrespected uh, by him. And then the next day, he's like, all right, we're done with Cyborg. <laughs> like, the next day, like, all right, she's, we're not going to offer another contract. She can fire wherever she wants to. And Cyborg comes back later was like, oh, I was misconstrued. Oh, did this and that. And I'm like, no, you wasn't. Like, come on. You said what you said. They've had beef back and forth. I understand how she wants to keep that relationship going and all that stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see. So, yeah, she's she's in no man's land right now. Got knocked out by Amanda Nunes. Now might not ever get a chance to face her again you know maybe that's dana white's uh doing so that she doesn't get the chance to to get the the rematch and maybe a victory so we'll see if the beef continues or if eventually they can reach some some conclusion or agreement but dana white gets business to fighters and only when he sees that it's uh um economical for him if it's somebody who could bring uh eyes eyeballs 
if it's somebody who that he he's he's uh, beefed with, he's, there's times where he's, you know, put up with that shit and just like sign people to his roster that he knows, don't see eye to eye with him, and the way he did he be doing business all the time. So it is what it is, man. UFC has done a good enough to get to where they're at this far. So it's it's double edged sword, man. Double edged sword. Also, uh, Kobe Covington. Got the win against uh, Robbie Lawler last weekend. Now he's lined up to face Kamar Usman. I mean, technically, he still never really lost that interim belt, I guess. But that shit was weird how they kind of took it from him and then just gave uh, Woodley the opportunity to fight other people and then Usman eventually knock him out so or, or uh, beat him to the decision. And I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch much of this Covington fight. I watched uh, some of the highlights, but... Looked like he pretty much dominated. I mean, he's the biggest, like, heel in the UFC, I think, at the moment, man. <laughs> when he had that goddamn boomerang tossed at him, <laughs> that shit was fucking funny, man. Uh, yeah, I think he's, like, the biggest dick asshole right now. But he be selling it, though. He be doing his thing. So you can't really hate, I guess. Crazy. So Usman... We'll see when he's ready to go and they can face each other because that shit would be nice. All right. There's some UFC fights coming up pretty soon. I think 241 is the next one. Uzi <coughs> Mwam. That's so sick. Just like this goddamn fucking lineup. Um, oh, no. There's uh, there's a couple more. Let's see. There's another fight night. Shevchenko and Karmouch. And that is... This weekend on Saturday, Mike Perry versus Vicente Luque. Perry, he's fun to watch. Let's see. Volcan Oldsmere versus Eler Latifi. Ooh, Latifi, the little tank. That'll be a. That should be a slugfest. There might be some to uh, peep in uh, and check out. But the big one. 10 days on the 17th from the Honda Center. Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic, Volume 2. Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Paulo Costa, Yo Romero, whoo, Gabe Benavidez, Sodic Youssef, let's see, Derek Brunson, Ian Heinish, Heinish, let's see here. Yeah, man, that's that's going to be crazy. I'm just, I'm excited to see Nate, man. We got might have to have a watch party for that shit. Uh, that might be funner than going to the, the, the damn the damn thing because I'm I don't know if it's in the budget at the moment, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's on the seventeenth. Let me look at my goddamn calendar. What do I fucking have going on right now? Nada. So I'll keep that one in mind. Let's see here. What else we got? Um, yeah, man. Shout out to Dan Lebertard. I think he had some poignant comments the other day talking about Trump, which kind of led to, I guess, self-imposed or, like, suspension, I guess, from ESPN. <clears throat> but uh, he was basically defending the four congresswomen that uh, Trump was talking shit about the uh, the four women of color. They call them, I think, the squad, I want to say. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar... Um, let's see, Dan Libertard. Let me see. 
Mm -mm -mm. Wow, okay. Oh, damn. Okay, so it looks like his show, his local radio show got dismissed here. Uh, yeah, so he was, uh, apparently still going to be at ESPN, though. Mm, let's see. Let's see. He met with the president. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's give you an update. Yeah, so basically, he was, uh, going against what, uh, Trump was saying, and he had the crowd to chant, send her back to Umar and the Somali refugees, and go back to where you came from, and they had all those chants and those that kind of rhetoric and talking shit, um, which is, a lot of people have come out against, um, one person in particular was Nick Wright, I think uh, he was like the FS1 commentator, but then... Uh, Lebertard addressed some things. He also addressed the fact that ESPN kind of has, like, a policy of, like, sticking to sports. They've kind of gotten back against that, especially after what, like, Jamil Hill went through. She got kind of let go, and she got some controversy. The the rise and fall of her show with her and um, Michael Smith and how they were being really outspoken these last few years about social issues. And, yeah, basically he was saying, man, this is, like, dude, this isn't politics. It's about race. And he says the only time they get to talk about it is when Steve Kerr Popovich says something. Um, you got to take a sports angle, and that's kind of cowardly. And yeah, man, we have the power to run with the weak ass shield. It is antithetical to what we should be. And if you're not calling it abhorrent, obviously racist, dangerous rhetoric, you're complicit. Thank you, Mr. Lebetard, great Cubano. It's uh, yeah, man, fucking. I don't think that's that's that shit is ridiculous. What's controversial is what the fuck happening with the president and all this shit. This fool will be like rallying up all these people with like uh, prejudices, and people have been attacking, going crazy. Obviously, as we'll, we'll talk about a little later with the the tragedies that have been happening in other cities. But shit just keeps kind of little escalating a little bit by little bit by little bit, and it's like, damn man, freaking sad. Sad to see. Sad, sad to see. Oh, boy. So, shout out to Libertard, though. I don't know if he's been back on air since, but, uh, yeah, they had a whole mix-up with, uh, I guess his uh, local radio show got let go, so I think he just has ESPN now uh, to go by. All right, I guess one quick video game note, and then we'll get back to some political shit. This 16-year-old Fortnite champ, this dude won $3 million last week, dude. $3 million for winning a Fortnite tournament. That's fucking unbelievable. That shows you how crazy this freaking video game industry is, man. All these Twitch streamers, people making buku bucks, man. People really into their shit. It's like people have their interests, and then it just kind of, like, people have been doubling down and, like, tripling down on whatever thing is there you know like whatever niche thing i think like people's niche interests like nowadays are so varied and wide and out there that they got their own little communities and stuff and like the video game industry is definitely like an explosion of kind of that and it's just everything's crazy all these young kids just going dumb going ham just playing hours all day and shit yeah 
Three million dollars. That's fucking ridiculous. All right, man. This dude Trump be talking shit to everybody, though. Uh, he was talking shit to Elijah Cummings, the representative of uh, uh, Congress, uh, representing the District of Columbia, at local district. He was calling it, like, a, not a cool part of, not a good place, or what was he saying? He was he was talking the most shit, man. Let's see. And what's crazy is, like, this stuff... Uh, passes in the news like a day or two and is gone and people go on to the next crazy shit that he says oh he was talking shit about baltimore uh dude somebody attempted to break into this home trump doesn't give a shit said oh too bad too bad uh damn 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 Called it a corrupt city. Uh, let's see. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, Trump invited him uh, to go visit Baltimore. Let's see. I want her to come and look at my entire city. I ride her in for hours if he has to. I want to see all the wonderful things that are happening. Uh, it says if he reached out to him, he says I can't get to him. Let's see. Uh, he's currently visiting Dayton and El Paso, Texas. Oh, man. Ah, let's see. Yeah, people didn't want them to go back uh, to the places. Um, because he's been... Uh, what do you call him? Called Cummings a brutal bully. Says district, I'll say been a brutal bloody shouting and screaming at the great men and women of border patrol about conditions at the southern border when actually his baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous his district is considered the worst in the usa go back um as proven last week during a congressional tour the border is clean efficient and well run just very crowded cummins district is a disgusting rat and rodent infested mess if he spent more time in baltimore maybe he could help clean up in this very dangerous and filthy place so um yeah man and a lot of people were saying man why are you talking shit about your own country when it's like you're supposed to be the one, like, you know, pushing forward and being, promoting everything and stuff, being cool. And it's stupid because it's like you represent everybody, not just the districts you won. So I don't know if you realize that shit, but he just be attacking his enemies and he doesn't think shit through. So it's obviously what uh, we've seen in the past. But yeah, this will always be like race baiting, talking shit to all the people, all the black people, all the brown people. Um, yeah. Not fucking cool, man. And talk about racist presidents, too. We'll go back a little bit further. There was a recent audio recording that was recently dropped. I think it was recorded in the 70s. I want to say it's like 71. And it's a conversation between Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon. And basically, they were talking about African diplomats. And they come into like... uh, um, what is it? The United Nations. They're discussing some passing of legislation through there. And he was talking shit about the African delegations. He said the diplomats were uh they're monkeys and he said like they don't they've never worn shoes before and shit like that and he was just like talking mad shit to them and 
Reagan was calling was saying that Nixon was laughing over the phone in nineteen seventy one. So I mean these are the uh perspective of like people from the, the, the top of the top of the top, man. This is the two former presidents right there. So yeah, man. This goes to show, man, there's like some deep deep deeply ingrained uh prejudices in certain communities about certain peoples and it's unfortunate yeah so we gotta fight back and certain like cut that shit nip that shit in the bud as much as possible expose it make sure people understand what's going on it's difficult to be self-reflecting and look back but it's got to be done in my opinion all right let's move on um. All right. I guess in the Black Empowerment Movement, we're gonna say uh, another. The next 007 is actually gonna be a, a woman, a black woman, Lashana Lynch. Shout out to you for getting that role as the new 007. Apparently, it's gonna be um the old 00 is still gonna be involved. Uh, Daniel Craig, he's gonna be in the movie, and then Lashana, her spy character, is gonna. Be joining him, I guess. I think they're gonna be, they're gonna weave them together, and then I think continue on with her. So, yeah, uh, don't think they've ever used that tactic before in their films, but in any event, whatever, man, just get shit done. This is what it is. Uh, so yeah, congrats to that. We'll move over to the world of comedy real quick. Uh, let's see, Eddie Murphy. Signed a $70 million Netflix deal for, uh, I think, two specials to, to create two, two stand-up specials, man. So he's coming back to comedy. So I'm uh, interested to see what he's got, man. It has been decades since he's been back uh, on the mic um, doing comedy, really. It's been forever. Forever and ever. It's been a long, long time. So shout-out to Eddie. I really hope he does it. Uh, it really kills it, man. Cause he's still funny. He's he's done some events and some appearances here and there, like at award shows and things of that nature, some galas. And he's still funny, man. He's still got timing and he's still uh, he's still there. So I'm very excited to see what he's got. Seventy million dollars is a lot to get people to to do anything, man. We'll see if he works out shit in the clubs. If he really works from the ground up, or if he takes it to the theaters first or, or what he does what kind of strategy because from a lot of the top comedians from what i've hear it's it's a it's a long process to get that hour fully correct and and hitting hitting right some people say it's a two to three years process uh, other people can put it in together or have done it quicker i think george carlin i think he did like a special year so uh right right around that that kind of that kind of schedule, I guess. I heard Joe Rogan say he takes two years. I've heard Jesselnick say he takes three years. He does a full year in the clubs, a second year in the theaters, third year at the bigger venues, and then he records his special. So he gets it all down there. And I think Joe Coy, I think he said about the same, two, three years. And then he should be putting out new material. So, yeah, we'll see for Eddie, man, because both him and Dave Chappelle, they put out a couple drops together like Chappelle did two specials and then two specials right so he did four total 
but split them apart like about a year apart from each other that's a lot of material so that's a lot of fucking shit that was on there so we'll see what he what he what he brings man and we'll stay in the comedy world man there was this uh, controversy over a joke that happened recently over xxx attention apparently a lot of uh Tentacion. Let's see. Joke. I'm trying to see who it was. Uh, apparently, she's receiving death threats. Uh, huh. Dina Hashem. She made a joke, and I got the joke. The premise of the joke was that he got killed carrying $60,000 in cash because he was going to buy a car. And she's like, damn, I've never heard of a, a greater endorsement for Venmo ever in my life. <laughs> and I understand the premise of the joke. It doesn't have anything to do. It doesn't put down XXX tentacion. It's like being, it's using humor in the scenario and the situation of which what happened. Because he tragically passed away. He got murdered and he got robbed from the money from that he had there. And so I understand when people are upset. But people didn't understand quite the joke she's not shitting on xx sticks at all she's uh shitting on the situation where he felt like he has obligated to carry cash on him versus having you know digital forms of payment man because you can't rob for the digital shit um yeah a lot of people who are stands and all that shit now especially because he passed because people you know how it is people pass away they kind of get cemented in certain fans um their aura and all that stuff i mean i'm guilty of it a lot of people are guilty of it and it just happens that in hip-hop that's just kind of like a regular thing um <coughs> but yeah this happened a couple weeks ago a lot of comedians have come into her defense though and yeah mm. wow Wow, wow, wow. I just saw some nasty shit. But yeah, man, I mean, this dude wasn't perfect either, man. He was a troubled individual, to say the least. Uh, apparently beat the shit out of his baby mama, and there's some other, he's got some other shit. We'll move on, man. Let's get, like, rapid fire. Let's go into the world of drugs. All right, number one. Did y'all see the story about this man trying to smuggle coke from Colombia to Barcelona? This old-ass man had a toupee on. <laughs> this fool had a fucking fat key right under his, uh, his fucking toupee. His toupee was like five inches off his head, dude. It was like the stupidest shit, yo. Like, I couldn't believe people actually thought, think they can get away with shit like that. It was fucking dumb as fuck. This old-ass dude. People be watching The Mule, that fucking movie with the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Clint Eastwood and thinking they can do that shit in real life, man. It's like, come on, dog. Y'all needs to chill, man. Google the fuck out of that picture, man. I swear to God, if you want to have a laugh, you're like, dog, are you serious? Did you really think? Did you really think? <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking ridiculous. Um, yo, story out of Tennessee. Apparently, there's a report that there's a, uh, uh, quote unquote meth gators <laughs> have been created down there because motherfuckers be uh, flushing their drugs down the toilet and it gets into the water system and apparently the meth is now getting these gators all hopped up and going crazy 
and one I don't know, one thing that's worse than a regular gator is a gator on fucking meth because it's like holy shit you best get that shoddy out quick man you gotta blow your goddamn brains out fuck gators man I'm not fuck with them ginormous ass reptiles goddamn dinosaurs in the water coming to snatch your leg and shit they don't fucking play man they don't fucking play they took old chubbs hand man back in the day Full happy gilmore had to get his eye back <laughs> shit oh man not good not good um condolences to the travelers in costa rica there was reported 19 people who had passed away because apparently they had tainted alcohol i was reading a couple of the they had a couple brands that were like uh they had said that they were there in the mini bar apparently there was some uh different cases that happened there there was like some people who drank from the mini bar got sick and eventually passed away there was another crew of uh people who were on like a, a cruise went to the dominican and apparently got sick on on the on the boat came back with like severe uh stomach pains etc etc so oh this is 1910 costa rica I'm, excuse me i'm thinking of the dominican shit this is different damn dude so like be careful if you're traveling in uh, latin america careful with that alcohol and shit just buy that shit yourself stock from the store don't be uh relying on other people's shit cool 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 uh moving on to other parts of central america uh the honduran president was accused of drug smuggling conspiracy by the u.s government recently man that was pretty crazy i was kind of out of left field when i saw that headline the other day let's see honduran president it was i was like damn this will be moving so they uh they claimed uh let's see president <coughs> sorry for the coffin Mm-mm-mm. let's see Mm-mm-mm. yeah people have been protesting the shit out of it all right so here's the dirt right now so people have been protesting in the street yesterday they were the tear gas was flying it's crazy at least three businesses in the city were set on fire after protesters turned violent Right, police clashed with demonstrators while attempting to disperse the crowd with tear gas and water cannons. Uh, court filing was published late last week in which U.S. prosecutors alleged that Hernandez's 2013 presidential bid had been partially funded by money from drug traffickers. Um, documents said that he received 1.5 mil from drug proceeds that were used to bribe local officials in exchange for protection and completion of public works. He rejected those allegations. He says he's a victim of a smear campaign by drug gangs that he had targeted and one of the allegations that was crazy was this former president manuel salaya also was like involved in everything so now he's saying that manuel is colluding with the gangsters to try to discredit him uh so yeah damn it's freaking crazy protesters attacked police with sticks and stones near to congress after officers deployed tear gas and a red cross official said that five people were treated for injuries so yeah fuera joe j-o-h um uh yeah let's see blazes under fire so yeah man fucking crazy he's named in the u.s drug trafficking case oh his brother his brother was uh um caught up in miami that's what happened uh he's been under increasing pressures his younger brother tony was arrested in miami in november on drug trafficking charges so this is like conspiracy that might go deeper than you might think. Uh, da, 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 da. 
fucking crazy. He's been an ally to the U.S. government, too, conservative ally. So, there you go, man. It's like, we got, like, things kind of happen for an intended purpose most of the time when there's not reports of anything going to astray by the media in this country about other countries means more often than not that the uh, political uh, will of an influence of the United States is kind of going to a plan in other Latin American countries. Only when people get really freaked out about certain places do you think like, okay, U.S. is not happy with what's going on and they might try to make a, uh, an ouster or decision. Felt like that shit kind of happened in Venezuela a little bit because they kind of supplanted and pushed their own guy in in, uh, in charge because Maduro, no no offense, Maduro been fucking shit up, but like, you know, U.S. hasn't always been on the right side of history in Latin America for like their interventions and shit. So, um, what I'm kind of insinuating is maybe there's a particular reason why there's this drug connection between the heads of governments in Latin America and how that relates to the war on drugs and how they fight it and the drug trafficking of certain narcotics. Sometimes I'm thinking they don't necessarily want the problems to be resolved and might be cutting a piece of the pie out of the whole scenario creates a situation where you still got people that you can incarcerate and you can still legalize against it or it creates a, a situation where you can make it the it's handling and dealings illegal and it creates uh, a pipeline of people that you can put through the incarceration in the prison pipeline system that uh leads for profits uh there's for-profit prisons in america so that's a big corporation so there's like a lot of moving parts and pieces kind of going on and if you kind of look between read between the lines you can kind of see what uh is uh maintained and allowed to continue a bit so yeah man uh that's kind of my my message to keep your third eye open on this shit you know what i'm saying i've been kind of following a little bit about what's going on and what's been happening for minutes so yeah man another another uh bit of news we have here el chapo finally sentenced to life in prison in a supermax facility uh after he was uh finally charged in new york um on drug trafficking charges um People said it was a sham. We'll see if he can bust his ass, his ass out of here for a third time. Did it two times in Mexico. Kind of a joke. It's kind of crazy. I'm watching Narcos Mexico finally. Started watching a couple episodes, and he's actually in the show. You get to see him when he first starts to <laughs> join this, like, the cartel gangs. And on the come up where he's like a, a lower-level guy. It's kind of funny. They're asking him what his name was. He's like, Joaquin. He's like, we have a lot of Joaquins. He's like, what do they call it? He's like, Chapo. All right, you're you're Chapo from now on. <laughs> uh, this is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, yeah, man. A lot of people haven't heard rumors, people talking conspiracies. That, that they honestly don't believe Chapo was really the, the head guy in charge, which there's a chance he might not be just because of how secretive and how crazy these cartel organizations be uh you know 
set up. Sometimes there's like a false figurehead so that the real Don in charge, that dude doesn't get got, you know? So, anyway, I mean, there's no real, you can't really tell exactly 100% how great of an influence one particular person might have had. And, it's, uh, like, <laughs> you gotta find like indirect figures in terms of how like rich and profitable some of these fools are because the only way they can get, um, Pablo Escobar as they can calculate it was just figuring out how much wealth of like stuff he bought not how much income he took in they couldn't even calculate that shit because that's off the books man in any event as we continue all this hoopla around taking these big heads out and yeah it creates power vacuums and people are still getting murdered and, and struggle like turf territories all that shit all oh, that shit. It'd be gone. It'd be gone. Alright, we move on. Uh, oh, yeah. Director of Department of Human Services in Iowa recently got fired because he sent some work emails that apparently were inappropriate. Not like in a perverse way or a sexual way. But this fool be keeping it 2G, man. He be dropping Tupac lyrics in his work emails to people. And this is an old-ass fucking white dude in Iowa, man. So it was pretty fucking funny when you saw the thing. It's just like, oh, man, is there heaven for a G? <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, it's like, that shit was funny to me. I'm like, damn, this fool, this fool Pac be reaching people from Basadeh. He's reaching everybody, dog. He's a legend. <laughs> Thug life. Oh, shit. This fool was too thug for that fucking uh, uh, Department of Human Services in the University of Iowa. So what's up? What's up with that? That was pretty cool. Uh, Google the fuck out of that. Alright, move on. More politics, political shit. Woo, yay. Let's get into the deep shit. Uh, $16 billion bailout for U.S. farmers uh, was signed. This, they say, was given due to the trade wars. Um... And yeah, so the farmers apparently in the south are the ones that are going to benefit the most. So, hmm, think about government and who their base is. Who are they placating towards? They're giving olive branches to certain people to kind of keep their base solid. That's the strategy kind of been going behind that. And obviously, respect to all the farmers and shit like that, but like having the trade war has not been helpful for them. They've been like, uh, backlog, I want to say, of corn and soybean that hasn't been sent, uh, that normally would have been sent to like places like China. And so these farmers are, are kind of reeling. And so, yeah, I understand the bailout there, but the reason that they're not getting their exports is because of this goddamn trade war that freaking Trump has been starting uh, with China. So, I mean... China fucks up people. They've been fucking people up, like, economically for a while now. So it's it's a very complicated issue because you want to say U.S. should be, or, like, trade trade is a complicated thing because it's, uh, you know, for people in manufacturing hasn't had the good effects for a lot of industry in America because a lot of this has been exported to Latin America, South America, to Asia. 
all these poor countries that are willing to do that work for cheaper for pennies so hasn't been as helpful for you know the worker here in america um on the flip side it does allow other markets to also you know be open to some other industries and some other exports that america does have to offer that are you know quality and cheap as well too that sometimes are you know like a a bread and butter type stuff so agriculture things of that nature um less goods let manufacture goods but still that still opens that that kind of trade up so the fact that there's a trade war now is frustrating for the people who actually are benefiting from that global trade but it might help in the long term some people who ultimately want to have good of um paying jobs where people can get a leg up in this country because that's something that hasn't happened or has been decreasing by generation by generation. The factories have been closing. And, yeah, there's less, like, career jobs in places like GM or Ford or or those jobs are getting moved elsewhere. So, yeah, I think the way Trump's going about this is kind of dumb i would say it's not as educated uh the move itself i can kind of see why it might have some positives but he ain't no freaking di- like diplomat like a uh, professional diplomat or somebody who could negotiate i think at that high level without he just likes to you know swing his dick around and just kind of uses like make decisions by via force and just like going for it and pushing that way and that's not the coolest way to be doing shit in my opinion but hey man we'll see how this uh goes out but that, that's gonna be a cost to the american taxpayer 16 billion dollars ain't nothing man that's no slouch and if this kind of would have been avoided or would have been sorted out a lot earlier this wouldn't have been necessary but now trump's putting the tax on the american people and the farmers are going to benefit for that but it's like what the fuck what the fuck are we doing like that shouldn't have been put in put that shouldn't have been out there in the first place you know what i'm saying so anywho that's just my thoughts Alright, let's keep going. The University of Pennsylvania professor says country better off with, quote-unquote, more whites and fewer non-whites. Um, yeah, that's uh, received quite a bit of backlash. And let's see. UPenn professor. Let's see. Du-du-du-du-du. Yep, a lot of backlash. Uh, this is... Amy Wax, a Robert Munheim professor of law at the University of Pennsylvania Law School, allegedly said during a panel discussion on immigration that the U.S. be better off with, quote, more whites and fewer non-whites, unquote. Attorney was participating at three to Edmund Burke Foundation's National Conservatism Conference when she made the comments. Uh, Vox claims that Wax suggests immigrants are responsible for an increase in litter and are too loud. Who boy. Our country would be better off. Da-da-da. Let's see what else he said. Let's see, the Vox maintains that such comments were not against, uh, were not racist as, wait, hold on, she says, as her opinions on non-white immigrants are the result of culture and not biology. Conservatives need a realistic approach to immigration that preserves the U.S. as a Western and first world nation. Uh, 
Alright. Less advanced country. Uh, uh, uh. Apparently this isn't the first time she said shit like that. That made people pissed off. Um, yeah. Ah, yep. Let's see. What? Alright, so appears there's a lot of he said, she said uh, denials here. Uh, let's see. In 2018, the professor was reassigned at the school after a video surfaced in which she argued against affirmative action and claimed black law school students have been underperformed. Quote, I don't think I've ever seen a black student graduate in the top quarter of the class and rarely in the top half. End quote. Ooh, boy. Uh, let's see. University's dean refuted her claim regarding black students, and the school found wax comments violated confidentiality rules surrounding grades. Following the ruling, she was no longer permitted to teach assigned required first-year courses. So that meant people like could opt in and decide to take her course. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. Wow. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, 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 ho. Jesus. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy story, man. Freaking sad that uh, shit like that be going on. People actually do, in like, places of higher learning, keeping these, like, you know, prejudicial point of views and perspectives on people. Freaking sad. Freaking sad. Oh, man. Jesus. Alrighty. I'm just reading through this article on Yahoo, and I'm reading other stories. Damn. Alright. Shout out to Centoya Brown. Free from prison after 15 years. And Crazy. She was sentenced as a 16-year-old for life in prison, first-degree murder, when sex trafficking victim says, well, self-defense. She's now 31 years old. Damn, happened overnight Tuesday. So a lot of people have been, like, because she was uh, tried as an adult in 20, 2006. Shot the man that was sexually abusing her and forced her into prostitution. That's a sad story, man. Uh-uh-uh. Damn. Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam granted Brown clemency. Uh, t- t- ten years of advocacy, education, and public outcry. Wow. Okay. So, shout out to Santoya. I, like that was a, a story that I read earlier today. It's like forgot to put it up on here. Oh uh, man, Santoya. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, man. So that's I can't I can't understand I, I cannot believe or like I can't imagine what what kind of life experiences she went through. I haven't gone through that. That's a long thirty one years old. Oh man, you see an eight a number by somebody's eight like uh, you know what I'm saying. You see the age of somebody and you see that number and that number is not equal for every single person. You know what I'm saying. Some people's life experiences be crazy, man. I cannot imagine that shit. Alright, we'll get you a little bit of good news before we end on some unfortunate events. Um, 
Damn it. Anybody see the two-year-old little Minnesota kid? He had a little uh, uh, battery-powered tractor, a little John Deere tractor. This kid drove it all the way to the county fair, man. He was, like, blocks away. <laughs> he left his house. Family went crazy. And luckily some... Uh, uh, some uh some other adults were able to take care of the kid before the family eventually got a hold of him but a little two-year-old kid how smart a little kid is that oh man that's some cute shit out of minnesota minnesota um yeah i guess that's just a little brief one man he's a little 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 levity little levity here and here and there pool caballero show begin deep man we get to the grimy shit dog all right into it man how about this there was this group called opus bono sacerdotil it's a group that's the latin i don't even know i'm not even gonna begin to guess anyway it's this group that i was helping a lot of accused priests in the midwest by accepting donations and raising funds for them so they can live in secrecy and paying for the lawyer fees for all the allegations of inappropriate sexual conduct with um, people of all ages, really. Mostly, it ends up being children. Vulnerable-ass children, man. Sad-ass story. So, they got recently busted. Um, let me take a look here. Copy this shit. Do a quick little search. Bam. Go. Go, 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 go. Uh, yeah. Freaking organization in Michigan. Shake up after their... Uh, Michigan's Attorney General open investigation. Ugh, gay sexual assault. Yeah, damn. Damn, 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 damn. Let's see here. Uh, 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 uh. Da, 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 da. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see. Church militant. Oof. Yeah. This, uh, this is not good. Dude, this is. The this details are ridiculous, man. Again and again, Opus Bono has served as rapid response team for the accused. It says it helped over a thousand. Thousands. Hundreds, perhaps thousands of Catholic priests across the country. When a serial pedophile was sent to jail for abusing dozens of minors, Opus Bono was there for him with regular visits and commissary cash. When a priest admitted sexually assaulting boys under 14, Opus Bono raised funds for his defense. When another priest was criminally charged with abusing a teen, Opus Bono later made him a legal advisor. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus. And while powerful clerics have publicly pledged to hold the church accountable for the crimes of its clergy and help survivors heal, some of them arranged meetings, offered blessings, or quietly sent checks to this organization that provided support to alleged abusers. The Associated Press has found. Catholic leaders deny the church has any official relationship with the group. Opus Bono successfully forged network reaching all the way to the Vatican. Wow, apparently. This is from the Miami Times. Miami Herald, excuse me. AP unraveled the continued story of Opus Bono and dozens of interviews with experts, lawyers, clergy members, and former employees, along with hundreds of pages of information and documents obtained through the Freedom of Information request. Damn. Jesus. Two of the group's founders were forced out of Michigan's Attorney General after Michigan's Attorney General found that Opus Bono had misused donated funds and misled contributors. A third co-founder, a priest, 
was abruptly removed from ministry earlier this month after the AP began thinking, uh, began asking about an allegation that he had sexually abused a child decades ago. Still, since 2002, Opus Bono has played a little-known role among conservative Catholic groups that portray the abuse scandal as a media and legal feeding frenzy. These groups contend that sca- scandal maligns the priesthood and harms the Catholic faith. Well, definitely does that. I ain't not going to lie about that. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. Uh, yeah. We got, that's that's gotta that's ugh, I feel icky about it, man. I feel icky. I feel bad, man. For all the abused, all the survivors, everyone that has gone through. Ugh, ugh, I can't imagine. I've been lucky enough where my relationships were, I guess, at a distance to certain priests. We had some where we were friendly with, and others that you know were cordial with. But you never know whatever happens behind closed doors. Oof. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see. All these people have made allegations are very that have made allegations are very well taken care of. Opus Bono co-founder John Mayer said in Raider interview, contending that many abuse allegations lodged against the priests are false. Quote: The priests are not at all very well taken care of. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, boy. Mm-mm-mm. Jesus, apparently man, decades, decades ago. God damn, I just read through this article. I tried to breeze through it. Whew, with Miami Herald. Damn, there's so many details. This is a long one. There's a lot of priests that have they've been helping and hide and shelter that were been accused of misconduct on a so many different levels at different times from florida to michigan to chicago to california to back to oh man all over all over st louis um man this one went deep and this is a lot of money being tossed around there's connections with uh political figures uh people um who's associated with the trump 2016 campaign there's people associated with um, who have connections with people in uh, other locales. Um, you know what I'm saying. You know what the fuck I mean. Oof. Oof, 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 oof. Pretty crazy. A lot of lawsuits and... Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Sad to see, man. I'm somebody who doesn't necessarily... Uh, someone who's not necessarily doing that shit you know or <laughs> i'm someone who grew up catholic and it's it's sad to see you gotta look at it and just say it is what it like it's there you gotta acknowledge it i have to acknowledge it i feel like i have to it's something that's important to me i have to talk about man oh it's a little too close to comfort man my relationship with the catholic church is weird i think like I think I'm trying to think of how to make this a joke, but but fucking I'm I'm like the dude as the twelfth man on the bench on the NBA team. I'm on a ten day contract, dude. That's like I'll sign up for like the holidays and stuff, but man, I'm I'm not sending that money and sending it around. I feel like uh, Opus Bono was one of the um, you know the organizations that have accepted donations from people in the church while I've been there because I feel or at least in my experience there have been 
you know, in masses sometimes they'll they'll have outside groups that have, have certain interests related to the Catholic Church and they'll they'll present them and they'll ask for donations um, after uh, the mass has ended. Or there'll sometimes will be a second collection for them for a particular purpose. I feel like there may have been a chance where I've been in a mass where Opus uh um, Opus Bono Sacerdoti uh, this group may have been present. So if that was the case, then it's like, I don't know when I, even when I do go to church, I try, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird. I, I haven't given money in a long time to the Catholic church. And it's, it's been my hiccups for allegations like that, man. The fact that it goes decades deep, decades and unfortunately, we got to end it on another another really bad, tragic note. My heart goes out to everyone who has been a victim of the shootings that have taken place. Most recently, the Gilroy Garlic Festival last weekend, and as well as uh, El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio as well. That happened just a few days ago, this past weekend. Oh, it's been about like 10 days for those three tragedies and it is a shock a shock for sure the one for Gilroy it was another conservative idiot who just had I think mental issues had an automatic weapon and fired off and didn't want he was posting stuff online about how didn't feel like the people of Gilroy were I don't know some conservative idiot, fucking idiot. I just, just killed innocent people. So sad. Oh man, so damn sad. And Gilroy, it's like they're known for their garlic festival. Um, it's investigated as domestic terrorism. FBI just opened their uh, investigation. He had a target list of religious institutions, federal buildings, and Democratic and Republican public organizations. He had a fractured ideology that was exploring several competing violent ideologies. They still don't have a motive. I'm trying to figure out what beliefs he subscribed to. Uh. Jesus. Uh, uh, uh. No manifestos or anything. Yeah, man. But FBI did open a domestic terrorist investigation to the gunman who killed 22 people at the Walmart there in El Paso. This dude drove hours from his Dallas suburb to get to El Paso. A city that has experienced not a lot of violence comparatively. I mean, Waters is right across, and that is, you know, very troubling community from the stories that I've heard and the stories that I've read from years and years and years but man ridiculous fucking that fool is a racist piece of shit and the fact that they took him in without any scratch on him is fucking ridiculous the comparisons I've seen on, on the social media sites have been pretty stark I mean you look at the guys who got killed the black people who have been killed for innocent like small misdemeanors if it's gonna be if they're 
sometimes infractions, small infractions that are definitely not, you know, conducive of essentially the death penalty because there have been people who have had a violent force put upon them, choked to death, beaten to death, whatever it have you, by the cops. And you got this racist piece of shit who basically just hates brown people, hates immigrants. Prejudice, man. Come out and attacking these people. Innocent people. He could have taken out more, man. And hats off to everybody who's responded on the scene at all three of these locations. Three people in Gilroy, 22 in El Paso. That's an attack on the largest minority community in the country. And that part has not been stressed enough, has not taken enough of a stance that this is a direct attack on Latinos and and Mexicans. And it just goes to show you another reason why a lot of people just don't want to accept us as being a part of this country when we are, especially in El Paso, Texas, and Texas in general, have been... A major staple and a clear thread in their communities for many generations, longer than the roots of a lot of the white American communities in the Southwest. Much, much longer um, in certain aspects. Ah, ridiculous. All right, so let's see. So FBI also says they uncovered evidence that the gunman who killed nine people, including his sister in Dayton, Ohio, had been exploring violent ideologies. So there's a clear like through line that these radical ideologies online have led to people who have uh, um, been able to get access to a high level of, of uh, heavy artillery that is designed to hurt and murder people. That's the intended effect of what these assault weapons are. You know what I'm saying? This isn't handguns. Fools came with like AKs and ARs. The gunman in Gilroy with a bullet-resistant vest as he used an AK-47 style rifle, fired 39 rounds on attendees. Da-da-da-da. Officer says 70 found round drum magazine and five 40-round magazines near the gunman, who was 19, who had killed himself after being shot multiple times with police. They found a shotgun in his car, backpack, uh, in a nearby creek with two more 40-round mags. Jesus. Oof. Mm-mm-mm. That is ridiculous. Oh, Jesus. Ridiculous. Mm-mm. And Trump apparently was coming to uh, El Paso. Damn. El Paso shooter. Fucking ridiculous, man. Extremist. Fucking. Ugh. Oh, Jesus. It's freaking... Crazy white kids who fucking go on these shooting sprees, man. <sighs> Shit. I think the death call is like 22, 23 now. 
Fucking ridiculous, man. Why? Sad. Sad, 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 sad. Damn, man. And it's just... Everyone, they want to blame video games and... You're going to put mental health on it. Definitely a part of it. I understand... Easy access to guns. Ah, oh, Jesus. Mothers died protecting babies. Oh, man. People ripping Trump for his uh, comments. Mm. He's just stoking this craziness, man. He's just stoking it, and it's sad. And I wish I could say more. And I wish I could do more at the moment, but I'm not in that position. But I'm <sighs> sad, 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 sad. So yeah, apparently Trump came and visited, but. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. So yeah, I'm sure. I ho- this needs to be kept in the people's thoughts and in, in the discussion for for months, years to come. It's gotta, it's got to be. This is just, it's tragic. It's a sad state. Random acts of violence are gonna happen, but like this stuff is just. It's on another level. There's no other place in in developed nations that really this shit pops off like this, man. It's fucking frustrating and it's sad. They're gonna have kids who're going into school and taking sh- uh, active shooting drills. That's fucking sad. Sad thought, man. It's like, are we really the greatest country in the world if we have to be putting up with the bullshit? A lot of beauty in this country, but man, that's that's it's an ugly, it's an ugly side, man. This white domestic national terrorism has been like the biggest killer and the threat, more so than international terrorism. But there's a lot of politics behind that designation and all that shit, so. Yeah, man, it is what it is, but definitely needed to be something to be talked about, and my condolences to everybody, man. So I think it's a, it's a little bit of a sign of the times in terms of what really's happened to all these people, man. I think that's what I'm going to call this episode, and I think we're going to be going for it, man. Just to let you know, people who benefit and still, it's just the NRA gun manufacturers, they stay tooth and nail, man. They'll stand tooth and fucking nail uh, about, uh, you know, keeping the, the policies exactly where they are. There's too many, too many loopholes, too many easy ways you can just go around and get access to a gun can buy one at a gun show the gun show loophole is a big one i think um extra magazine clips i don't find those necessary or ultimately i mean i i would love to talk about it somebody who's a gun advocate about it because i think there can be a sensible middle ground if somebody has to take a license test for driving a motorized vehicle because that could be a deadly vehicle we've seen that in the past 
you should be able to do the same to actually a gun that's designed specifically with the intention, that possibility of taking someone's life. That's what it's for. That's what it's there. It's not used that way every time for good reasons. Some people use it for the protection of themselves and what have you. The property. I understand that. But AKs and ARs, it's like... That's some guerrilla warfare shit, man. That's some fucking fighting ISIS rebel shit. Like, that's what that's useful for. Not the shit that's been going on out here. So that's fucking sad. So, condolences to everybody and all the communities that have suffered tragic losses. And I, I do hope that eventually something does happen. But to come to expect it at this point is not. You know, we've seen a lot of tragedies come and go, and shit just, just status quo keeps happening, man. It's just, a, it's gonna, it's gonna take some, some real chit spot to get people to fucking want to actually move on stuff. Sad, sad, man. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. So, that's a tough way to go out, but I think, I think that's how we're gonna have to do it this week. That's how it is. Thanks for sticking around. But yeah, man, thanks again for tuning in. This has been, this is August the 7th, so Wednesday. This has been episode 57 of the Puro Caballero Show. Once again, follow along on all your streaming platforms, wherever you can listen to your podcast, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Spotify. SoundCloud, home base, baby. That's how we doing it. You can follow along. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Caballero. That's P-U-R-O-C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O for you gringos. I find it amusing how the people pronouncing it at my at the open mics. Uh, I might have to just go by Mario C, but nah, I kind of, I'm too prideful. I'm too fucking prideful. I'm like, if you can get, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of showbiz, but kind of fuck it, too. He's just like a prideful shit. You know what I'm saying? Any event, follow along on the socials. Uh, I'm going to be hitting more open mics. I'm going to be doing some shit and hopefully get some more video footage in the next few days. And, yeah, post some shit up on the gram, all that shit. So, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. This has been the Puro Caballero Show. We will close out with a little bit of Fody Water. Fody Fonzarelli, you feel me? Uh, he dropped his Practice Makes Paper album about a week and a half ago. I'm going to hit you with another one off of that shit. We'll go with... Bet you didn't know, man. We're going to let Fody spit some facts for you for a few minutes as we close out here, man. Thanks for tuning in. Follow along on all the socials. Give us a review. Thumbs up uh, on all the the streaming apps. And yeah, man. Till next time. You. Yeah. You didn't know in California you can vote if you ain't on parole no more.
Bet you didn't know if you got a drop of African blood, you black. You can bring your own bottle of wine and pay the corkish fee in the restaurant. You can have your own wine locker and don't have to pay the corkish fee in the restaurant. One word that means two things is a double entendre. Two words that mean one thing is a synonym. There's 656 muscles in a human body. Volkswagen owns Lamborghini, Bentley, and Bugatti. Teach, 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 teach. Drop jams on drop jams. Drop jams on drop jams. Teach, 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 teach. Drop jams on drop jams. All these drop jams on drop jams. You can put your kid on your credit card to help your kids build their credit. Oatmeal can scrape the plaque off of your arteries. <laughs> Apple cider vinegar lowers cholesterol. A glass of wine a day keep the heart attacks away. That ain't champagne if it ain't from Champagne, France. It can't be tequila if it ain't from Jalisco, Mexico. <laughs> Real talk, son. A maggot morphs into a fly. A caterpillar is a butterfly. Teach, 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 teach. Drop gems on them, drop gems. Drop gems on them, drop gems. Teach, 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 teach. Drop gems on them, drop gems. All these drop gems on them, drop gems. $14 a month to get you basic life insurance. 20% on a house will get you in a house. Pay your tithes and church, it'd be well worth the work. Like a thief in the night, the Lord gonna come and take away this earth. A king snake, a killer rattlesnake. A dolphin can beat a shark. The 60 beats per minute to a healthy heart. David killed Goliath with a slingshot. Teach, 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 teach. Drop gems on drop gems. Drop gems on drop gems. Teach, 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 teach. Drop gems on drop gems. All the drop gems on drop gems.